You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. So here's the thing, I was getting in my car the other day, and that's when they came up to me and started talking about ferrets and guns. I mean, who does that? People from the island of Tonga, apparently. So I look them dead in the face and say, I'm not evil, I'm just angelically challenged. Thanks for listening to the pilot episode of Angelically Challenged on the You Gonna Meow podcast network. This release is on July 1st. Email us at april at yougonnameow.com and let us know what you think and look out for episode two on August 1st. And while you're there on the You Gonna Meow podcast network, go ahead and check out the episodes of VHS Vengeance featuring Nick Puente and Dave Lowry. Also, The Boo Ha Ha with Emily Faye Coleman, Levine Large with Christine Levine, and Marriage Survival Boot Camp with April and Damon. And now, stay tuned for our pilot. Thanks for listening. You Gonna Meow presents Angelically Challenged with Angelique and Allison. Hi, I'm Allison Troy. And I'm Angelique, and this is Angelically Challenged. Welcome to our podcast. So Angelique and I were just chatting about horrible things we've done to our exes. Yeah, you kind of mentioned one the other day, something about a chicken bomb. Oh, the chicken bomb. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Chicken bomb is terrible. Do you really want to hear it? Of course. All right, well. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. (laughs) Okay, so this is terrible, so I recommend doing it to all of your enemies. Okay. So the chicken bomb is simple science, so you also get to feel really smart when you get your revenge this way. But it's a long payoff, so you kind of have to wait for it. Okay. So I had this ex who broke up with me because I was crazy. Um, and that's true. I'm not at all. We, we've all had those where we were generally yeah. crazy. Yeah. I was the yeah. crazy one. Yeah. I shouldn't have been dating, but he shouldn't have broken up with me. It should have <laughs> been my decision. So he broke up with me, and I was really angry. Yeah. And he didn't get his key back right away. And he lived in this big house. In Portland. It's no longer there. been torn down for condos, but it's by Lombard and MLK area. Okay, kind of where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those big, like, three-story basement. Right. Those are great. 17 stories when you factor in all those levels. Right. And it had all these cross That's kind of always the first boyfriend, big boyfriend house, isn't it? Yeah. And he had, like, 30 roommates. Right. That would come in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I knew their schedules, and I knew that there was this window of opportunity on a Monday where I could get in and nobody would be there. So first you have to prepare your chicken bomb, mm-hmm. which is you go and get a gallon, one of those gallon mason jars. Sure. And a raw chicken, a whole chicken. It has to be a whole chicken. Okay. Um, gizzards, gut, everything. Okay. And then you put it in the jar. Mm-hmm. And then you all that chicken juice, like the blood that's in the styrofoam, you put all that in there. Okay. And that like chicken maxi pad they put in the bottom to soak up the juice. Yeah. Throw that in there. Okay. And then you just let it air for a little bit so that it gets nice and breezy inside. Then you screw the top on. And you trap all that air in there. Okay. <clears throat> so then you go, or in my case, I went to his house when nobody was there, let myself in and sure. snuck up to his room. Sure. And he had those crawl spaces between the walls. Sure. <laughs> so I was much skinnier then, so I was able to get back there. Mm-hmm. And between the insulation, I slid my chicken bomb in there <laughs> and covered it up. Very satisfied and went on with my life. Yeah. 
content knowing that science was going to like make justice happen. Yes. So, um, petty level 100. Very petty. Um, so if you don't understand the science, let me explain it really quick. Like when the chicken begins to rot and go putrid, it creates a gas and it gets stuck in the jar. Right. And it slowly builds the pressure. Right. And eventually it like will shatter the jar with a, and then it stinks. So and it's it like stinks. a fucking smoke bomb. Like we're, it's like that horrible rotten egg bomb. That yeah. To, but 3,000 times worse. Okay, I'm here and for it. And it gets in everything, especially if it's in like the insulation. You legit shouldn't have told me about this. I like. shouldn't. <laughs> well, I should. <laughs> I just want to be careful now that we're getting the story out. Yeah, and, um, that's true. So I went and did that, went on with my life, didn't think about it because I moved on, dated a few other people, mm-hmm. had a fling with this guy with... Pretty interesting endowments that were, like, worth my time. You know, have some good sex. You forget the bad times. Sure. That's what it's for. So me and Lombard House guy start texting again. And it's been long enough that I've forgiven him and remembered how good that sex was. So, Mm -hmm. like, we start texting and then we go to a bar. The formula. The formula. We end up doing a movie on a Saturday because his girlfriend, after me, like, they broke up. And it's fun. So he's like, why don't you come over on a Saturday and make gumbo? And I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. So we use chicken. <laughs> well, that, well, he's a vegetarian. So like, okay. I shouldn't have, like the fact that I'm trying to make gumbo for a vegetarian is just, my secret recipe is like bacon grease and oil yeah. for my roux. Yeah. So I had to compromise my gumbo anyway, which any Southerner will tell you is just all wrong. Mm-hmm. But I wanted some, I wanted some of him. So I went ahead and like, mm-hmm. sure, I'll come make you vegetarian gumbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because if, even if it's a pescatarian, like that seafood, like makes up for the lack of meat. So we're there and we're hanging out, having a good time. And I have forgotten of the chicken bomb, right? Yeah, that's I'm just been a while. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like six months. It's been like six months. And, um, and all of his like roommates are there and it's like hockey or lacrosse or soccer, you know, one of those otherworldly sports that Americans pretend like they understand. Pretend like they understand and like, yeah. But they don't. Yeah. And um, and I'm like, well, why don't we go up to your room? Because I got the gumbo to the simmer and the, the you just let it simmer for hours at one point and stir it here and there. And I'm like, why don't we go up to your room? And like, he's like, oh yeah, we can do that. Just, I have to warn you, there's an odor. And it's, I'm not remembering. I'm like, oh, well, what kind of or- odor? He's like, well, it's kind of smells. I'm like, I have socks under the bed or, you know, wet laundry. Like, I'm thinking of all the things that used to make his room smell bad. And he goes, like that, but a little worse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm still not remembering that I chicken bombed <laughs> him, right? Yeah. So he's upstairs, and we, we go up there, and right when my head, like, we're going up the stairs, and right when I cross into the second floor, yeah. it hits me. Yeah. Like, right as soon as my nose bok, is bok. like... It's like rotten eggs times a gazillion. Yeah. And I gag and he's like, it's not that bad. And I'm like, oh, it's that bad. And then I'm like, he's gotten used to it. And I'm like, I'm like, so what is that? He's like, I don't know. I kind of looked for it. And I'm like, I'm like, maybe you have like a dead rat in the wall. And he was like, oh, that might be. I'm like, well, like, let's find it. Cause I'm like, I really, I really wanted some. And I was like, not willing to compromise. So we go in there, and I pretend to look around. I'm like, oh, I bet it's in the crawl space. <laughs> I bet there's a dead rat in there. 
I'm like, well, here, and he like goes to go in. I'm like, well, here, take a towel, like, so you can wrap the rat out and take it out, you know. And like, he's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So he goes in there, and I'm like, lining up all the scented candles and all of his incense. Right, right, like, right. Because you're still gonna make things happen. Yeah, and yeah. I'm getting the window wide open. Sure. And then he like sort of lets out a, a girlish scream. Uh-huh. Because when he reached into, he didn't look into the insulation. Oh, of course not. Oh, no. Sliced his hand open. So he comes out like running as best as he can out of the crawl space and then flies across the room with like blood dripping down his arm. And it's like, I just see like this gory chicken, like, and I can't say it's chicken because, you know, I'm not supposed to know what it is. You're not supposed to know what it is. And it's gross. And like, I just picture cartoon like stink rising from it. Yeah. It smelled so intense. So, yeah, you could just see it. Yeah. But the good thing is once he had it out, the smell went down by about 50%. So if the window and the, I'm getting it already while he's outside. Dealing with the blood. Yeah. And he comes back in and he's like, you'll never believe it. And I'm like. I'm sure I won't. What was that? It looks like some sort of dead animal. Yeah, what did you do? And he was like, there was like a jar in there with like turkey in it. And I'm like, turkey? That's the oddest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, how did that get in there? He's like, I don't know. Our landlady used to can vegetables or something. I bet it's one of her things. Saved. Saved. Totally saved. So we had to bandage him up because he like gored himself. And I kept like, maybe we should go to the doctor. That's actually kind of hot having to bandage someone up like... This bit. all around worked out really well for you, it sounds it like, so be- far. It was the best sex we ever had, and okay. then the gumbo sucked. Injury sex, injury fuck. Yeah. The gumbo sucked, though, so it was just like, was well, this, this relationship does need to end. But yeah, yeah. So it's a chicken bomb. Does this person know about the chicken bomb yet, or has it always just been kind of your little... It was always my secret, and since yeah. he's dead now, he won't know. Okay, so. yeah, well, that kind of changes part things. part of why I'm sharing it, he died. Yeah, because it's never going to get, yeah. Yeah, we'll never know. Well, I have one too. It's not even near as entertaining as yours. Mine's pretty straightforward and, you know, my style. Anyone who knows me is like, yeah, she would totally pretty much do that. Anyway, I was in one of those relationships that was really fucking fight. I had been with Athena's dad for about seven years and it was kind of my first relationship away from Athena's dad. So I was still learning how to grow up with relationships. Because you don't really do that in your first relationship, no. unfortunately. You need to date around and fuck around and fart around for a little while. Anyway, so we started out really well. He had the really good family. I was the girl on the wrong side of the track, so it was natural, right? Of course, Sagittarius. He's a Sagittarius. I'm a Cancer. You know, opposites attract. Anywho. <laughs> so wow. we did really well, and then we started getting into the fight or fuck stage. Fucking fight stage, basically. And that's all we did. And we'd break up, oh, you know, once a month. Get back together two weeks later. Break up, get back together, that whole deal. That, that lasted for two years. It's, it's everything. Yeah. Especially when you're in opposites, when you're opposite personalities. That is all you got. You know, well, after a while, that's all you got. you hate each other at that moment yeah. where you're like, yes, yes. Yeah. It's like perfect. Yeah, I think he's really the only person I ever just wanted to slap. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there's, there's some people you want to punch and there's people you just want to slap. You know, it's a good, anyway, I did not. However... So finally, after two years of that and it, it, you know, it aging me, basically, I think I aged about three years during that relationship, which whatever, that's life, you know, but he finally ended it and he did the cold blocking me on Facebook, blocking me on the phone, moving to Portland from Longview because we lived in Longview at the time. I mean, I literally couldn't see him, find him, anything. Why did you live in Longview? That's another podcast okay. altogether. All right. <laughs> but, I'm yeah. sorry. You have Those to were live some there. choices. Yeah. But anyway, and at the time I couldn't really leave. I had a home. So, oh. you know, so I couldn't follow him even when I wanted to. 
anyway so he finally you know breaks it off and um does at one point two months later talk to me a little bit and does the whole i swear i haven't messed around with anyone i've missed you the whole time blee blah blee i know so then i you know the the windows open a little bit more to the relationship and i go visit him in his new place in beaverton oregon and I find, you know, I'm sitting there and I go through a notepad looking for something to write on. And I find a cute little note from what looks to me, handwriting wise, a very, very young girl. Mm. And then I realized, oh, there's cigarette butts outside too. Homie don't smoke. Uh-uh. You know, I'm like, and really it's like, and deep down inside, I didn't care if he was seeing anybody else. It's his life. But when you're going through the fucking fight, push, pull thing, their promises of I haven't stopped thinking about you and whatnot are everything, right? That's all your self-esteem is based on at that moment, and right? And it sounds like he's dating a troubled teen, so. Oh, yeah. So I find out he was um, after me. At the time, I was 33, and that's when you're just starting to kind of have issues with age. Yeah. Most people, not everyone, but I was one of them who was. Um, he was dating a beautiful 18-year-old Asian girl. That he decided, and he was 36, That's I think. That's legit. I think she was still in high school. Like, <laughs> technically. Yeah. Anyway. So that, I mean, that, that, that got to me, and we you still, we, we uh, that just always kind of stayed with me, and um, after that, after we fought about that, I was once again blocked from everything, and... So we hadn't talked in about six months. Six months later, I moved back to Portland. I finally made my escape. And oddly enough, one day, one of his best friends messaged me. And we were kind of friends anyway. We'd work together, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, him and I started kind of talking. And he started coming down to Portland and visiting me as well, his friend. So like his best friend? Well, kind of. I mean, at that point, they had um, worked for the same company for a while and stopped getting along because they worked differently. So they weren't talking as much. And me and his friend just always kind of had this weird, like, kind of understanding friendship. Um, It always felt like he understood my music more, my ideas more, didn't argue with me. You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the talking was just natural. And after a while, he's down, would come down here and visit me. And that was when I first started open micing in Portland and I sucked, but he'd still always go with me and laugh. And, you know, we just got along until finally, you know, long story short, we kind of got together. Well, apparently in high school, um, the friend had dated a girl for a very, very long time that my ex decided to steal from him. And that was a big deal that I didn't really know about. So my ex started to unblock me on Facebook and noticed that me and his friend were talking a lot and had eventually moved in together and (laughs) that was the point where i fucking won because my ex messaged me and did the whole i'm still in love with you i want you back blah 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 blah, and messaged his friend how could you do this that was my girl and even though i didn't do any of that on purpose i felt like i won well you kind of did like i'm assuming the sex was better no, no, <laughs> no. To be honest, well, no. Maybe you Unfortunately, <laughs> no, no, not in that way. But I, I didn't mean to. But I got my one up, and at that time, that's all I needed. It's just all I needed was just a one up. Just well, to hear him say, "I want you back," and you really pissed me off. You really got me, and I was like, "I, I did, didn't broke I?" Broke that you. ego. Yep, broke that it's ego. Just, bad, just enough. Though. It's not bad. I still am quite proud of myself on a petty level. You know, petty goes far. Petty sometimes, really does go far. Sometimes you just have to live in spite of people. I could sit here and try to pretend like that's not what it was. It's exactly what it was, and I felt yeah, great. That's awesome. I even did better at work after that. <laughs> My work performance <laughs> even went up. <laughs> well, you get one victory. The rest just comes so the easy. Of, yeah, my makeup got better. My hair got better. I was fly, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, those were some pretty intense stories. It felt good to get it off my chest. Yes. How about you? 
Oh, oh yeah, no. And then people know about the chicken bomb, so I'm hoping people will write in and tell us about their chicken bomb vengeance stories. Yeah. I would love to hear them. Yeah. And just don't say I did it because I don't want to go in front of like the Supreme Court for being an instigator. Yeah. Yeah. But, that you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll just say that I, it's only for, only for like you know. Fun. Yeah, we're just telling stories. We are telling stories only. here. They're stories. So, so this is a good time for a quick break so that we could get the Stacy Dash weather report. Yeah, we should take a little break. All right. Well, here you go, guys. Stacy Dash with a quick weather report. So it's like totally snowing on the East Coast. Temperatures have never been so low late in the year. Can you believe it? Snowing in May. In May. May. It's unbelievable. And they say global warming is real as if. This has been the Stacy Dash Weather Report for my fans, all 17 of you. I'll be signing autographs and copies of my Amazon Direct self-print memoir, Dashing for Greatness, My Life as a Black Woman, Shilling for Fox News. I'll be at the parking lot of the abandoned Kmart on Valencia near Van Nuys next Tuesday from 2 to 4 p.m. between my Uber shifts, of course. Stop by if you're in the area. Now a word from one of our sponsors. Hey kids, it's me, Dolores S. May Richards Glickman. I'm here to tell you about my forthcoming one-woman show, Macaroons and Highballs, The Life and Times of Dolores S. May Richards Glickman. Catch this limited engagement playing in the parking lot of the abandoned Arby's in Rancho Cucamondo for two days only. Tickets are now on sale at 555-555-4321. Ask about our VIP package, which includes an autograph headshot, an audiobook cassette of everything you needed to know about sex, Dolores S. May Richards Glickman, The Art of Coitus, or How to Do It Right, which is included with every VIP. Also, you get your dinner for two, but you gotta pay. With Dolores, that's me, at the Ruth Chris Steakhouse of your choice. Tickets are limited, so act now. You've been listening to Angelically Challenged with Angelique and Allison on the You Gonna Meow podcast network.